Welcome to a world with limitless possibilities. A world where pain and suffering are matched only by the sounds of those who endure it. Welcome to your nightmare. Welcome to your nightmare. <laughs> Hello everyone and welcome back to Nightmare. For tonight I will be narrating three tales for you, all of which were written by Scary Max on Reddit No Sleep. Our first story is called I Saw Him Counting Backward. I had to try to stop him. The first time I spotted the countdown man was on the bus to school when I was in seventh grade. I'd never seen an adult on my bus before, much less one dressed in a black suit. But no one else said anything, so I figured he belonged there. Then, as we drove around the neighborhood and picked up more kids, he counted down from ten. He spoke only in numbers, never another word. Nine. Billy Cunningham. Eight. Seven, six, the Paulson kids, five, Danny Wu, four, three, two, one, the Smiths and Kearns. And then Audrey Blake walked into the bus and dropped dead. The countdown man gave me a sad smile as he straightened his coat and walked down the aisle, stepping gingerly over Audrey's body and down the bus steps. Later, they'd tell us Audrey had a heart condition, totally undiagnosed since birth. But I knew the truth. It could have been anyone. The next person to set foot in that bus was going to die. I saw him again a few times as the years passed. Once in a club the night I turned 21. I was doing shots when I spotted him at the bar, watching the door and counting down. It was such a busy night that the whole thing took seconds. First, a screaming group of girls poured in for a bachelorette party. Then, a couple came in holding hands. The guy must have been half a step in front of the girl, because he was the one that dropped dead. After that, she was the one screaming while everyone else went silent. People died on airplanes, NBA games, school picnics. Once it even happened on an elevator, the doors opened and I saw him there. He smiled weakly at me, and then a pregnant mother entered and he said two, one... I stayed there, frozen in place, as a man pushed past me and promptly fell to the ground, writhing, foam pouring from his mouth. After that, I didn't see the man for a few years. I started to wonder if I'd even seen him. And then came my son Evan's seventh birthday. 
We held the thing at one of those family fun centers with arcade games, mini golf, and go-kart races. It was meant to be a surprise, so Evan and my wife were the last to arrive. Everyone from his first grade class was there, already playing and screaming their heads off. I was so busy trying to get snacks set out that I almost didn't notice him until it was too late. The countdown man was sitting at one of the picnic tables, stonily watching the door. Three, two, one. He said as a trio of teenagers entered the arcade through the open double doors. That's when I saw my wife and Evan walking to the entrance. My heart nearly stopped as I sprinted for the door, pushing the teenagers out of my way as I went barreling forward. Stop! I was shouting, stop! But Evan only got more excited as he saw me. He started running for the door, running for daddy. Despite how far out of shape I've gotten, I dug down deep and sprinted faster than I ever had before. I collided with Evan right on the threshold, tackling him to the ground. He coughed and I looked down at him, brushing the hair out of his face. Talk to me, I said. Talk to me. What's wrong, daddy? He asked. Are you okay? That's when I heard the scream. I looked over my shoulder to see my mother leaning over my dad, near the far entrance, near the back of the building. She was calling his name and looking frantically around the arcade, calling for help. Of course, I already knew it was too late. The countdown man looked sadly at my father and then walked over to me. For a second, he met my eyes and then he put a hand on my shoulder. His touch felt like ice. His eyes were trembling and I could tell he wanted to tell me something, that he was desperate even. But all he could say were numbers, orderly and deadly. It's okay, I whispered. I know it's not your fault. Then the man pulled his hand away and straightened his coat, walking sadly away. As he did, Evan watched him go. Daddy? He asked. Who's that man? Our second story tonight from Scary Max is I think I saw the countdown man in an AOL chat room when I was a kid. So, I'm kind of on edge right now, because I just read the story about the Countdown Man. And now I'm wondering if I met the same dude, but virtually. This was back in the days when AOL would send you a CD like once a week in the mail, begging you to install it and get 500 free hours of internet. I was 15, and my friends and I would stay up all night drinking my mom's wine and jumping into whatever random chat room we could find just to mess with people. Like, we'd pretend to be a 90-year-old woman with a dog who had diarrhea and beg people to help. 
sophisticated stuff. I know. But then one day we're in the middle of this big chat room with a ton of people joining and leaving all the time. And we notice this user whose name is just a random bunch of letters and numbers. And every time somebody joins the chat, he just posts descending numbers. 10, 9, 8. And finally he gets to zero and leaves. As for the last account that entered just before the weird guy typed zero, yeah, it went idle right away and eventually disconnected without typing a word. Weird, but nothing too crazy. Except that a few days later we hosted this LAN party in my basement with like 15 dudes to play StarCraft. And when we logged into the battle.net room we noticed the same guy was already there. Now, this was supposed to be a private room, and we had no idea who the fuck this was. We tried asking, but he didn't type a word. Then, as people finished setting up their computers and logging in, he started counting down from 10. Finally, when he got to 1, I kind of held up my hand and asked the room if maybe we should stop or find a new room or something. But everyone else told me to go fuck myself, and then Brian Lee logged into the room. And then he fell over, blood pouring out of his nostrils. Could it have been a coincidence? Yeah, maybe. I guess I always wanted to think so. But then when I saw a post a couple of days ago, it kind of freaked me out. Like maybe the counting man is real. Because when that other poster described the man in the black suit, it kind of gave me this flashback to Brian's funeral. There was this super well-dressed guy there who looked vaguely sad. No one seemed to know who he was. And as the mourners walked into the church, I heard him counting down from ten. And when he got to zero, Brian's uncle dropped dead. Right on the threshold to the church. After that, I hadn't had any encounters for years until I read that story. And then, a few hours ago, I'm in the comment section of some random thread on some memes forum. And I see him there. User 222CC34 or something like that. Counting down as people made their comments. And I just hopped out of there without a word. To be honest, I'm pretty much ready to delete my account altogether and just go live in the woods where 10 people never get together at once. But... Since that's never going to actually happen, I just kind of wanted to post here and see if anyone else had experienced anything like this or seen this guy around. Thanks in advance. Our final tale tonight from Scary Max is called My Dad's Countdown Man Stories Make the Ones from Those Other Posters Seem Tame. My dad isn't exactly what you'd call your typical Redditor. He's more of your grizzled mountain man type guy. Vietnam vet constantly pissed off at me for wasting my time on my computer. 
Anyway, I saw a couple of posts pop up recently about the countdown man that reminded me of some old scary stories he used to tell us right before bedtime. Thanks, Dad. And I decided to ask him if there was any truth to them. After the conversation started getting interesting, it occurred to me that maybe I should record it. Full disclosure, my dad believes 5G is making us sterile and COVID was a bad cold. So take the whole thing with a grain of salt. I have to admit though, the whole thing has left me a little unsettled. Transcript below. That thing on? You want me to start over? Nah, just keep going. Well, actually, maybe start with that baby thing again. I mean, that's just something that my mother told me. Back when I was born, they put me in one of those big nursery rooms with a dozen other kids. Kept wheeling them in one at a time for the dads to see through a big window. And then at one point, they wheeled in one and it dropped dead. Heart attack, so they said. Are you saying you saw the countdown men then? Like when you were a day old? How the hell would I remember? I'm just saying, it makes sense that he was there. If you kind of take that with the stuff that came later, you start looking for a pattern, you know? I've had a lot of years to count his visits, and if you include that one, it makes nine. What were the other encounters? Encounters, Jesus. You sound like a fucking... Never mind. Yes, there were other encounters. I told you about the time in the movie theater when I was a kid, and then at the pool when the teenage girl slipped and knocked her head on their stone stairs. Right, so to that point, are you saying the countdown man has multiple ways of killing people? I mean, I'm not sure he's really killing them. I've always seen him more as an observer. Or at the very least, he's bound to certain rules. Killing people based on a numerical pattern. But what about that incident in Vietnam? That seems different than the others. Can you walk us through that? Right. Well, that was right when we were getting resupplied. Something like summer of 68. We were parked pretty far north and supply drops were a little less frequent. Anyway, we were all pumped because a new drop meant new contraband. It also meant some fresh faces, which was a good and bad thing. Anyway, just as the choppers were coming in, I saw him standing there. Dressed in his black coat and his shiny dress shoes. Right at the tree line where the open field around the base met the jungle. He was counting quietly, but somehow, I heard his voice clear as day over the choppers. The first one landed and guys started jumping out. And every time a new one pops out, I'm hearing ten, nine, eight. Now you get it. I told my guys to run for fucking cover, and they did. But by then it was too late. All at once, bullets were raining out at that jungle, coming from all directions. One of the new guys got clipped first, right as I heard zero. I figured that was the end. 
But this time, the countdown man almost seemed to get stuck like a broken record, whispering, zero, zero, zero. And people just kept fucking dying. Zero, zero, zero. I'll never forget it. Are you okay? You want some water or something? I'll take a fucking beer if that's alright with you. What about the other times he visited? Later on, was there anything unusual about those? I mean, they were all unusual, but other than that time of Vietnam, it followed a similar pattern. One death per visit. At this point, my dad stopped talking for a second, and I noticed him staring down at his feet. My dad had pretty much worn crudy tennis shoes or work boots every day of his life. But these were different. They looked brand new. Black and shiny as onyx. You know, over the years I've always wondered why it was only me who could see him. Like, what was so special about me? And I guess I've come to believe it's kind of training. Dad, where did you get those shoes? I guess that's the thing I haven't told you before. The last couple visits, he's been leaving me gifts. Back at the church picnic when he came, he stepped out of his shoes as he walked away. And I kind of got the sense he was leaving them for me. So, here they are. Perfect fit. Dad, why would you wear them? I like them. Just sort of feels like they're mine, you know? What other gifts? Look in the closet. You'll see. Is that... Is that his fucking coat? Dad, what the fuck? At that point, I kind of figured the interview was done. Honestly, I was getting kind of freaked out, so I said a quick goodbye and headed home. Whether the coat and shoes actually came from the countdown man is highly suspect, but there's no question that my dad is losing it. I guess I just wanted to share this in case anyone else had any insight into what's going on. There's no way this story's real, right? It's just some kind of urban legend. Anyway, if you know anything, hit me up. That is all for this episode of Nightmare. As always, I would like to thank everyone for joining me this evening for these tales. And if you haven't done so already, please like and review us on iTunes or Apple Podcasts. And follow us on Instagram or Facebook. You can always email me as well for story suggestions at nightmarepod at gmail.com. And until next time, sleep well.